What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Log On Games podcast for Friday, January the 22nd. Uh, this is a weekly show in which our hosts each bring their own topic of discussion unless there's some sort of big news drop or big event or something like that that will take up the entire show. But usually uh, we all have our topics here. Um, new episodes upload every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you want to listen to it. It's also on YouTube. And we also have a Twitch channel now where we uh, host all of our streamers that we have in the podcast group here. Um, so definitely... Go to our Instagram, Twitter, whatever. We are at Logon Games, and we have a link there that will hook you up with all the things that you need to be hooked up with. Today, uh, with me, it's been it's been a skinny minute since he's been on the podcast, but you can find him at JMontyGman on the social medias. We have Jason with us today. How's it going, man? It's going well. <laughs> got a drum intro that time. I do. So... Uh, for Christmas, I got a keyboard and, and Logic and all this stuff, but I just need to get some other things so I can get like real sounds, you know, happening during the podcast. There you go. Like like some horns and some flutes, you know. You see a tiny little orchestra that follow you around. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I hire an orchestra every time we do the, an episode. Do not put Matt in charge of those. <laughs> <laughs> We should, I should just like everywhere that someone in the podcast is, just ha- have like hire one person of the orchestra, like just the cello player. And every time we do an episode, I just hire them and have them sent to the house, to that person's <laughs> house without telling them. He opens the door, he's like, I'm here for the Log On Games podcast. Like, yep, absolutely. Come on in. Come on in. At 10 30 at night. <laughs> at 10 30 at, at night. <laughs> the best time. Also with me, you can find her at Fluffy Monkey. That is with three Fs. Uh, on Twitch, on the socials, she, she's everywhere. We have Braylon with us today. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? It's going. How are you? I'm doing good. Excited, as always. Um, we talked about this before the podcast, but I figured I'll ask you, what's your favorite um, Bean Boozle flavor? My favorite Bean Boozle or my least favorite? Both. My favorite is peach. It's really tasty. Oh, I don't know. The toasted marshmallow is also really tasty. Um, the worst one, though, is 100% barf. It is <laughs> like you get that acid feeling in your throat. It is disgusting. Oh. It's so gross. Beware. See, yeah. I don't know about the bean boozled flavors. Because as I said before we hit record, I only know the Cracker Barrel version. And the toasted marshmallow is awful. And then whatever the bad version is supposed to be is also awful. So if you land on that one in the Cracker Barrel version, you're just screwed. (laughs) I don't know what they did to this toasted marshmallow, (laughs) but it tastes as bad as the other one does. The toasted marshmallow bean boozle is tasty, so you'll have to pick them up. There's also another bad one, but I think it's just the jelly. Any type of like popcorn flavored jelly bean. No, it doesn't taste no, good. don't go there. They're great. The, the popcorn ones are good. I think so. Liars. Like the Jelly Belly <laughs> buttered popcorn. Mm. That's, that's, you're a liar. <laughs> I'm not lying. It's liar. good. It's going to be my topic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, if you are listening to this again, you could uh, rate us five stars on Apple. If you're listening on Spotify, 
share the link with your friends. So again, we are at Log On Games on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you want to get your Twitter questions in, your topics, whatever, uh, we will talk about them on the show. But let me make sure. Okay, I, for a second, I was like, I don't think I hit record, but I did. Um, let's, Jason, do you want to start us off with your topic? Sure. So mine uh, actually came up today um, again as another thing that I've been noticing recently. And my topic that I wanted to talk about is it's kind of twofold. One is was next gen ready to actually be next gen? And more specifically with like uh, Resident Evil today being announced that it's also on current gen uh, consoles, which is starting to become like a trend of a lot of the games that were shown to hype off next generation, um, mm-hmm. you know, between this and like Horizon and Halo Infinite, for instance, um, you know, a bunch of these games that are supposed to be like the the marquees of the of the next generation are, in fact, going to be playable on your seven year old plus console. Um, so I just kind of want to get your guys opinions on it and um, see, like, you know, does it hamper your enjoyment of the titles or like, does it make you disappointed that you bought this new machine and it's not going to take full advantage of it or what? Um, uh, obviously got my opinions, de- but I want to hear about you guys. Yeah, I think it depends because I feel like some games are made for current gen or uh, for example, like games that came out closer to when current gen came out, like were either made for current gen and then did just kind of like up graphics or frame rate or something. So it's on next gen. But when resident evil seven was like announced in June, it said it was only coming to next gen. Um, but then today they say, no, it's also coming to, you know, current gen consoles. So I'm wondering if they were making it for next gen and then they're like, oh, we can't, like, we want to make more money. So we're going to yeah. put it on PS4 and Xbox One or whatever. So I'm thinking it maybe in this situation that it's made for next gen, but they're just going to kind of dumb it down for current gen, which I hope is the case. Because I played the demo today. And I don't know if the demo is very small and it's it's the same like house with like the chandelier that's in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, you're not you go to like a total of like three rooms. Cause like all the doors are locked and there's no combat really. It's just like you find some things and you unlock the doors and that's like it. And it takes like 20 minutes, but it looks fantastic on the PS five. Like it looks really, really, really good. And I was like, this is what's up. So I'm hoping the whole game's like that. I don't know, but it's also weird that I don't know. Did you watch the showcase today? I did not. I didn't either. I just saw the highlights kind of from it. So they talked about only PlayStation like the entire time. They're like, I know we said it's coming out on PS5, but it's also coming out on PS4 or whatever. And then they do the trailer, and at the end of the trailer, it just says PS4, PS5, and PC. But it's coming out for Xbox. Like they, That's been a confirmed thing for a while, and then they even confirmed it on their Twitter account afterwards. But for the entire showcase, it was only PlayStation. So I'm wondering if they have like some deal with them. We're like, Hey, it's not an exclusive, but act like it is kind of thing. Weird. It was strange. It was strange. Sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to add to this. So since it is cross generation, are you fine? If basically the improvements compared to the PS4 version are like resolution and frame rate, and that's about it. Or, 
do you feel like it needs to be more to justify it? I I feel like I would be scared for the current gen versions <laughs> of this game, just yeah. in general. Um, just because, like like what I said, like I think it was made for next gen. They they didn't really talk about current gen until today, so I'm just like, eh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it would look like Resident Evil Seven looked, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's the same engine, so. Um, I assume that would be it. I mean, as long as it, if I'm a PS4 or Xbox One person, I'm just hoping it runs as good as Resident Evil 7 does. And I would be happy with that. I can tell you for us, um, my household has three PlayStation players, avid, like frequent players. Not a single person bought a PS5. Um, I feel like it, I feel like I agree with your first sentiment of was were we ready for next gen? And I feel like maybe we weren't. <laughs> maybe they still have some learning to do. I don't know. It just seems like they should have made like <clears throat> just a different PS4 Pro. Like, does it need to be a five? Because like, I how much different is it? Is it really just, you know, better graphics and faster load times? And is that, I don't know, is that worthy of being a next gen? Right. Most of the next gen products that have come out are like what Demon Souls is only on ps5 and is that it is there anything else um if you count uh sack boy or not sack boy i'm sorry um Super astro oh oh astro yeah astro and then bug snacks is cross gen okay yeah so there's not there's not much like almost everything that's come out has come out on everything anyway so i feel like maybe I don't know. I I think people were ready for next gen, but yeah, because of COVID and stuff like that. Developers weren't. Maybe they. Yeah, maybe it was rushed. Even a lot of the stuff that was supposed to come out on day one got pushed, like the Destiny upgrade to make everything 4K and stuff, and and then the EA same way, like the Madden and FIFA upgrades that they were gonna do were supposed to come out day one, but they got pushed back. And Apex update is still pushed and hasn't come out yet, so. I don't think people were necessarily ready for COVID or next gen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, the, like I said, the Resident Evil demo that I played looked fantastic, though. So I think they said the date's May 7th for that game. Yeah, it's, it's a, just a few months away. Um, yeah. So I am, you know, I sold my PlayStation 4 a few years ago. And so I've been outside of the PlayStation realm for several years, but love PlayStation games. So now that I've got a PS5, you know, I'm just going back through the backlog of everything I missed. Like uh, I did, uh, well, I did Demon Souls at first and, and uh, Astro. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've done uh, Crash and Sand Trilogy. I've gone through Final Fantasy XV. Um, and now I'm running through God of War right now. And all of these games, even though they are old games, they play so well on the PS5, like loading and just frame rate that... Mm-hmm. It, it feels like if I have to look up something on YouTube, like a guide for it, the guides are from like years ago when this game was made and the performance and the load times on them are awful compared to what I'm seeing. So it's like, I'm glad yeah. I waited because um, I'm catching up on this huge like backlog of, you know, Sony had a bunch of hits each year. So I'm enjoying that. But at the same time, it's like I want more games that use the DualSense controller. Yeah, absolutely. So... 
I played God of War on a PS4 Pro, but before performance mode and resolution mode came out. So I assume you playing it on the PS5, do you have to like choose between those two modes still, or is there? You like... do. Um, both of them target 60 frames, but the uh, performance mode has it just completely locked. Like there's no issues, and the other one. I noticed stuttering, so I was like, they both look good regardless. I'm just going to do the better frame rate one. Yep. Makes sense. How are you liking it? Um, I like it so far. It feels more like a 3D Castlevania than an open world game, which I was not expecting. Um, but I really enjoy it so far. It's it's not my favorite game that I've played since I've had my PS5, though. Yeah. I feel like for next-gen stuff... Since I've had the PS5, along with like the group of friends that I know that have them, yeah, it was the first month was like you know Spider Man, Demon Souls, that kind of stuff, and then once like that, those games like we were either done with them or, and we just went back to the same old games that we were playing. Yes. So it's like it's now we get on there like we were we were on the PlayStation Store for a while, just like a couple of days ago, being like. What's next gen that I can play? And it was like Godfall, but it was still like sixty bucks. And I was like, I don't know if I want to spend sixty dollars on a game that didn't get, you know, the greatest of reviews. Yeah, just because it's a next gen game and probably looks real good. But but know. that kind of goes. So here's another thing. The uh, one of the thing in, things in God of War that cracks me up is how many different like hidden load screens there are. Like, there are so many times where Kratos opens a door as slowly and as epically as possible. And that's the game, like, loading up the next area. And so, if they announce that God of War is a cross-gen game, I know, even on the PS5, even if it doesn't have to have those, it's going to have those same, like, slow effects of Mm -hmm. opening a door. And it's going to be the same animation every time. So, I'm like, that's that's where I kind of stand on it, is I kind of hope, you know, next-gen games that are only next gen are pretty close because uh, like examples like that, like if you're going to design a game, you have to design it for the lowest common hardware possible. Um, But, you know, with, uh, with like horizons already announced that it's a cross gen title. I can see God of war doing the same thing. Cause I mean, in the first year they've sold what, maybe 10 million playstations by the fall. It's like, that's their Mm -hmm. entire sell to base. If they don't make it a cross gen game, and a lot of these games that are getting sequels sold that many copies already. So it's like, I can see them yeah. not wanting to to go backwards in sales. Their, their PlayStation's like upfront is like, yeah, we want everybody on the PS5 and all of our games on PS5. Yeah. But then, like Jim Ryan said a couple months ago, it's like, yeah, we plan on supporting, you know, most of the, basically saying most of the games will be cross-gen for the next probably two years or so. Um, which makes sense, but it's, you know, it's just the PlayStation way of telling you someone thing, but doing yeah. something. <laughs> so Xbox was the good guy all along. I'm being transparent up front. Xbox. Yeah. I mean, they they said the same thing and then I don't know. I mean, PlayStation does have, you know, at least those two games that are technically only on next gen. So yeah. I don't know if they're going to continue to have games like our only PS5 here and there, maybe. I don't know. I enjoyed the upgrades, though, and I'm so, really stoked for Apex's upgrade, Division's upgrade. 
things like that. So you played Miles Morales and um, the original Spider-Man. Was there anything technically about Miles Morales that felt next-gen outside of the look of it? So this is a God of War situation again because I played Miles Morales on day one. As yeah. soon as it came out on PS5, that was like the first thing I did. And so at it's like day three of having the PS5, it was done because it's like a eight-hour game or whatever. And then they came out, so they had a performance mode and a resolution mode. Uh, performance mode was 60 frames, 4K, but it didn't have any of the ray tracing stuff mm-hmm. going on. Um, and then like a month afterwards, they like we put in another mode that has like, that's basically 60 frames, 4K, and ray tracing. And I was like, well, dang it. So I haven't gone back in to see if it looks or plays any different. So I I don't know what to tell you on that one. My brother yeah. has my brother has the the version that has uh, Miles Morales and the old Spider Man game uh, together. <laughs> I don't know how much he's played of that yet, but he would be one to ask, I guess. But it, I mean, it didn't look anything like they they definitely could have put that on a. Uh, the old consoles, but at the same time, anything that's 4K 60 frames is basically next gen. Yeah. I'll when a console, that's why com- I gotta switch my headsets. I'll be right back. When a console comes out, like, what's the typical amount of games that it usually launches with? Oh man, that's like. Is it all over the place? It's all over the place. Like, I think the N64 launched with like two. Because the Switch, and like, then, I feel like notoriously is like, there's one game, have fun. Like, yeah, you had like one, two Switch and Breath of the Wild, and really Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, Nintendo's kind of that way. In most years, they just have like one big game. Yeah. Um, like the Wii U, they didn't have a huge one right out the gate. Um, did you have a Wii U? I did. Yeah, I. So you, you probably know. I don't know how early you got it. I got one at launch, and it was kind of like, there's nothing really to play on it. I waited a while, probably because of that. I don't remember exactly. Um, but then that pretty much all I played on there was Splatoon. I think I might have played like a demo. I might have seen that and bought the game because of Splatoon. I don't remember, but yeah, that was my jam. That was yeah, a fun console. That came out like probably three years after the system. I honestly think PlayStation Five had a pretty solid lineup. Like they did, not in terms of numbers necessarily, but the quality of the games was pretty good. Um, I feel like very few systems hit that on launch day or launch window. Um, you have yeah, to go. I mean, oh, go we still ahead. technically have like Ratchet supposedly coming soonish, and Gran Turismo. I don't know what what. what dates those are going to happen but you would think launch window being what the first six months eight months or whatever so i'm pretty happy with the ps5 stuff yeah i mean i got to play i i think really the landscape has changed with like game pass and the free-to-play model that it's like you have a bunch of free-to-play games that run better than they did on your old system and then, you know, you have Game Pass on Xbox and the PlayStation Plus Collection on PlayStation, which is like providing a lot of value if you didn't already shell out 60 bucks at launch for all of these games. Correct. And it, I mean, that was I mean, this is another 
pro of Game Pass, though, if you have an Xbox, because a lot of these those free games are on like upgraded for Series X, and they're on Game Pass or they're free. So that's something I've envied so far with the playing the PS Five at this point, where it's like, okay, now I just want something that looks and plays next gen, but I don't want to spend money for it. And Xbox is over here, like we have stuff. Yeah, but. And it's all on Game Pass, but I was like, well, dang. Maybe one of these days we'll get Series X if Halo ever comes out. We'll see. But I mean, uh, Braylon, are people in your house, are they like, are y'all planning on getting a PlayStation 5 when, like, even if it's two years down the line or whatever? Oh, yeah, definitely at some point for sure. Just waiting. Yeah. (laughs) Just waiting. I mean, it did come out during a pandemic, you know, it's expensive. Yes. Yes. And even if you had the money to get it, it's very difficult to get. Yeah, true. That as well. We got ours through the chaos that was like the first day of pre-orders because thankfully I live in the middle of absolute nowhere. So the GameStop that's like 20 minutes from my house had two left by the time I got there. Nice. And then the rest of, of my group just got them at like uh, on Amazon when they dropped that midnight that night. <clears throat> but like the, at Christmas, there's people that I was looking for because I know they wanted one. Um, and then I had like family that wanted me to find one so they could buy it and give them to their kids or whatever. And it was just, it was chaos. I was like, thank God I already have one <laughs> because this is ridiculous. Yeah. You just wouldn't find one. Like it's still kind of that way. No, I just go on Twitter, Wario64s, and he's like, all right, Target has some in 30 minutes. Get ready. And I would get ready, and they would just, like, just immediately be gone. Like, even sometimes before, he'd be like, Walmart or GameStop or Best Buy or whatever has them on sale right now. And I'll see the tweet, and it says, like, tweeted 10 seconds ago. By the time I get to Best Buy, they're already gone. I'm just like, well, wow. this is fantastic. Yeah, that's crazy. Well... Braylon, do you want to go ahead and go with your topic? Unless of course. It's, uh, unless it's the PS5, because that no, won't work. it's not. It's not. <laughs> we uh, got some exciting news in the Sims world this week. Um, they gave us a base game update today, which is awesome, um, which had two new emotions, which is, I don't know if either of you have played Sims or not, if you um, know how it works, but. You know, um, anyways, we got two new emotions, scared and terrified, which is uh, interesting to me why they nice. weren't in the game before. But, you know, it's EA, so we take what we can get. Um, so that's I think it's pretty cool. There's a few different ways your Sims can try to get rid of their fear. So it added a few new interactions. They can like hide under the covers or they can scream incoherently at somebody else, which is uh, pretty funny. Um, I personally am not a big gameplay person, so We'll see how often I will run into those, but still, a lot of people uh, play the game gameplay, so should be an exciting update. Um, another thing that's pretty cool that I'm actually really excited about is that um, if you have any Razor Chroma enabled gear, you can now set it to have um, like dynamic lighting from the game. So if certain stuff is happening in the game, or like if you go to a new world, it'll change the colors of all of your stuff. 
So like if your Sims like get into a fight, everything will turn red. If you like, <laughs> if you like visit, you know, um, Solani, which is like the Hawaiian Polynesian world, like it'll turn blue and green. And I just think like that's a super cool way to feel really immersed um, in the game. And it works with some other. Um, it doesn't say what the brands are on here, but it works with some home lighting as well, which makes me nice. think that you could get like some RGB LEDs and like put them around your room. And it would do that. So I'm looking forward to exploring that. I think that's something I don't ever know if I've ever seen that in another game before um, where it has like dynamic lighting, but it should be a fun new way do you to think they're Do you think they're like testing that kind of stuff out for Sims 5 stuff? Oh, I don't know. People, I it could very well be that they are. I think the Sims 5 is going to be, it's going to have a lot of stuff that nobody is expecting. That's my prediction. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit crazy. They've talked maybe about an online multiplayer like mode type thing, which would be really interesting to see, I think, personally. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting either way to see what happens. EA, surprisingly, this year, The Sims uh, did an amazing job. They They really... They gave out so many new packs, so many base game updates with just free stuff um, over and over, which was awesome. ton of fixes. They did a huge skin tone overhaul, which was really needed because there was only like 11 dark skin tones and they were all really weird. So they've just been really great this year. I'm surprised during a pandemic they've uh, kicked butt. Um, and then, Same. yeah, the other exciting thing is that we're getting a new stuff pack which I was thinking about this just now. Is there any other game that has as much DLC as The Sims? Because uh, I think if you purchase every single DLC item, it's like almost a thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't think I don't. The only other I, games I can think of are like the racing games that you buy per car or something. Oh yeah, that would make but, sense. Maybe even like Fortnite. I, I could see, like. Because you're buying skins and stuff, and that's like the skins are expensive. They're like twenty dollars sometimes. Maybe League too. <laughs> League of Legends might have a ton of DLC as well. Yeah, um, a lot of that stuff. A lot of games like Fortnite or League, you can as long as you just like play a bunch, you can like unlock those with in-game currency stuff. Oh yeah, that's true too. So. As well with Fortnite. Um, but yeah, the other fun thing is we're getting a new stuff pack, so that'll be cool. It's paranormal stuff pack, and stuff packs are the lowest DLC. They're usually ten bucks, um, and they just come with stuff pretty much. So they're giving us haunted houses, which is cool. You can build a house, and make it haunted. Um, you can do seances, which you can communicate with uh, dead people. Um, it'll perform a seance to bring little sprites, and then you can communicate with them. Um, the sprites they're called specters. Um, some are playful, some are mean, some are mischievous. Uh, they can curse your Sims, so that's pretty cool. It says that uh, random items can start popping up in the house, like cursed items that your Sim will have to deal with. Um, there's also a ghost fellow. His name is Gudry, Claude Rene Gudry. Um, they can help you if you're having difficulties with ghosts. He'll just appear out of nowhere, and <laughs> you can interact with him, which is pretty funny. Um, you can also become a paranormal investigator, which I think is really cool. I might actually get this and play with that just to test out that new career. Um, the Sims has maybe like 25 careers, but only three of them are playable, meaning you can like go with your Sims to work. And that seems how this one's going to be. So cool, exciting. Um, 
And then the other thing that is huge, 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 is that Bone Hilda is coming back. I don't know if any of you played Sims 1 or Sims 2, um, but there's a skeleton maid, and people have been asking for her comeback for years. The Sims community is a very interesting one, for sure. Um, so everybody was really, really excited about that, that their favorite skeleton maid will be making another appearance. So that'll be coming out January 26th. Exciting. I'll probably be picking it up as soon as it comes on sale. <laughs> I'm down with the paranormal stuff. I will say that much for sure. I saw the trailer and I was like, I like the spooky. I'm a spooky dude. I like I like me to spooky. <laughs> nice. Yeah. People who like love spooky builds and Halloween and stuff like that are really excited because it's not very often that we get sort of occult themed stuff you know like i like building modern builds and we get modern furniture all the time it's like a heaven for me it's great um but if you like building weird victorian houses and stuff you don't have that many options so it's definitely um a more niche stuff pack but one that i think a lot of people are excited for i'd be i i would be so i played i've played this sims maybe like four different times uh i played it once I obviously I've started it maybe like four different times. Started on PC and then when it came to PlayStation, I started it again. And then there was some giant update at some maybe like a year, maybe like two years ago, something like that. There was like a big update, and I started it again. Um, so I know how the game goes. I just haven't gotten far like into the thick of it yet. I did Sims Two quite a bit. Unfortunately, uh, The Sims Four is like the most boring one in terms of gameplay. And that's sad because that's like what most people do who play Sims. They like play the game mm. <laughs> like you're supposed to. <laughs> that's the whole point. Um, but for builders, it's The Sims 4 is by far the best. Um, it is absolutely insane, the stuff that people do um, when building in this game. So, uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate for the people who like gameplay. It's super boring if you play vanilla, which means like without mods. Um, or mm -hmm. custom content. So mods can spice things up for sure. They can make things crazy in The Sims, do all kinds of stuff. Um, I but feel the, like The Sims would should come to the Switch if it's not already. Yeah. I don't what, know if they can handle it, though. What I want them to remake is the DS games, The Sims DS games. <laughs> like the herbs? Yes, or Stranger Town, The Sims 2. Stranger Town was great. You had to, like, fix up a weird old hotel. I would love for those to come to the Switch. I was gonna say that's my only like interaction with the Sim series is on the Earth? DS. <laughs> nice. <laughs> those are great though. I thought those were super fun games. Like early back when the DS did not have much in the library yet, going yeah. back to like brand new consoles. I remember the herbs came out in probably like the first year of that system. Yeah, I think Herb. it was. It was pretty soon after. What a time. Yeah, I also um, loved Nintendogs. I'm really hoping we get that back at some point. I'd love a, I would love a new Nintendo. I know. Maybe that's why they're waiting on the 4K Switch Pro for Nintendogs. Man, that's get. what they needed in 2020 was a Nintendogs also. Do you think that they'll ever do a VR platform? They did with Labo. I mean, I don't know if that counts, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. But I mean, like a VR headset... Or did they have one? I don't know if they would. Because that would be great for Nintendogs. That would be fun. 
They just, it's, they just like if you buy the Nintendo dogs, you get a voucher to actually go get a dog. Pet the good boy with the Joy-Con. <laughs> Pet the good boy with the Joy-Con. <laughs> with every pre-order, you get a real dog. <laughs> Parents are like, oh no. <laughs> Depending on what version you get, it could be anything. Oh my goodness. All right. Speaking of versions and Nintendo dogs, not really, uh, but. I think we're all Pokemon people here to an extent. Yes. So my my topic is going to be Pokemon Snap that's coming to the Switch on April 30th. Woohoo. What we might want out of a Pokemon Snap game, um, what it is, and etc. So I'm going to read this from TheVerge.com to freshen our memory. Um, new Pokemon Snap players control a Pokemon photographer who traverses through the through Lentil, a, a region full of beautiful scenery, from lush jungles to sandy beaches, players collaborate with the region's Pokemon expert, Professor Mirror, and his uh, Rita to conduct ecological surveys, photographing and observing Pokemon in their natural habitats. Gameplay remains similar to its predecessor, in which players travel in an auto-driving vehicle while visiting various locations in the region, taking pictures and to, and uh, or taking pictures to build their photo decks. Points are awarded based on the quality of photos you take, and just like the original game, players can use items such as apples to lure Pokemon in closer for a better shot. Um, how much of Pokemon Snap the original games did y'all play? None. <laughs> I played very little, like probably three to six hours. My goodness, what? A terrible <laughs> the, the the it was one of those games where, I mean, I was in what elementary school? I assume when that game came out, and you would go to like you'd have lunchtime at school, and that's when you would talk about like, oh my gosh, did you did you guys find this thing? And you're like, no. How do I find that? You're like, well, you have to take a picture of this or throw an apple over here, and then this happens, and then you can go over here, and you're like, what? That's crazy. Back before you could just Google everything. <laughs> you would go home and do that, and then you'd go back to lunch the next day, and it'd be the same thing. It's like, guys, I got the space. Like, what the heck? How'd you get the space? Well, I did this. I threw this Pokemon over here. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! And so you'd go back home and then do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm hoping. I mean, obviously, because the internet and Google and guides are a thing now, it would be a lot easier just to figure that stuff out. But I'm hoping, at least at the beginning, like there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on in this game. Um, are you guys planning on buying and or playing this game at all? Yeah, definitely. I am on the fence. It's kind of going to come down to like the critical reception and seeing a mm -hmm. little more about it. This is definitely a game that I can see coming out and being like a 5 out of 10. <laughs> it's just one of those games where you're like, oh, people have been asking for this for so long and he finally gets yeah. it. It's like, oh, well, it sucks. How And you can beat it in like 30 minutes. Do you think it's going to be priced at a regular Nintendo game price? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, too. my hopes and dreams is that I assume it's going to be a $60 game, and hopefully it is like... A $60 game? A $60 game, very in-depth and stuff like that. Because it's, it's hard to explain to people when they're like, you just take pictures of Pokemon? It's like, yeah, you do. But there is other gameplay elements there. Like, in the first game... You you know you would see the Pokemon that you know 
you would go to school and be like, yeah, I took a picture of the Gyarados. And you're like, I haven't even seen that. Like, where is it? It's like, oh, whatever. So you go home and it's like, yeah, you have to hit this Pokemon with an apple. It hit the Magikarp with an apple. So it flops into the waterfall. So it goes up the waterfall. So Gyarados pops out. Like that. Oh my gosh. It's like a puzzle. Yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping we get a lot of that kind of stuff to where like you play the crap out of a level and it's like, no, there's still three Pokemon that you haven't taken a picture of yet. And you're like, oh crap, I don't, I gotta find it. Hoping we get some stuff like, like that thrown in there. But now there's also like a bajillion gens. Oh my gosh, yeah. So Lord knows how many Pokemon is going to be in this game. There's going to be a lot. See, that's my thing is like, I will probably be a lot more uh, willing to pick it up if it is like a meaty game and it's like you can get 15, 20 hours before you're starting to repeat stuff heavily. Yeah. Which I don't think it's going to be that. But if it is, then I'll pick it up. And I know, like, this is not really a Nintendo thing to do, but, like, they did do two expansions with Sword and Shield. Like, you could easily do Pokemon Snap expansions. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you wanted to. Um, now, it doesn't even have to be, like, new regions or whatever. You can just be like, oh, here's the... We added, you know, like, the Pokemon Go route. Like, we've added... 30 Pokemon to the game or whatever. Go find them. Like, okay. I feel like it's going to be a game that's going to bring about some nice online community interactions. Like, we might get, like, Pokemon Snap Twitter. You know what I mean? And everybody's like, hey, here's how you find this. It's really hard. Like it was when when Go came out and you could take pictures. Yeah, or even, like, Animal Crossing Twitter. Everyone's so nice and helpful. (laughs) The game does look beautiful. It's, It's what I think everyone hoped sword and shield looked like yes 100 percent. yeah sword yeah. and shield uh, hmm. do you think let me ask you this jason because you haven't yeah. been on the podcast in a while what do you think we're obviously we're getting pokemon snap we always get a lot of different types of pokemon games but for the core games whether it's the let's go games or like or sword and shield or whatever do you think we're getting another one at the end of this year, or do you think they're taking a, a year off? I think we're getting one this year. They, I mean, because technically they took a year off last year, but they did two expansions. So, I think we're getting a new one this year. I don't know if it's going to be like, you know, if it's a core game, I don't think it's going to be a Generation 9. Think I think we're either going to get a Diamond and Pearl remake, or we're going to get a Let's Go Diamond and Pearl. Mm-hmm. But I think it is going to be something with the, the fourth gen being remade as as some form on the switch. That would be my, awesome. My prediction was, I don't remember what we did it a couple episodes ago was a gold and silver remake and probably the let's go fashion. Um, but I have no idea. That's also just kind of wishful thinking since those are my favorite games, but you like the let's go. I, I would rather it not be the let's go, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like they would do that. Yeah, they would do a Let's Go remake of Gold and Silver before they did like a hardcore remake. Yeah, you think? Sure. I think it wasn't a super. I big don't want of Let's think... Go either. It was it was fun, but it, it was it's not the core games. No, the catching Pokemon. It, I just felt it felt all wrong. <laughs> it didn't feel right. It didn't sit well with you. No, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the, the shiny hunting in the Let's Go games, and I enjoyed watching Twitch streamers shiny hunt. 
in the yeah, games. I like see the shiny before it pops. You're like, oh my gosh! <laughs> I was really disappointed that Sword and Shield didn't have that. Um, like there was a lot of good concepts in Let Let's Go. Like I caught, I caught them all. It was like the first Pokemon <laughs> game in a long time where you could actually catch them all and not be a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Um, you caught them all. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> you did well, it. Like I have caught them all. I do have like a full deck, so I am the psychopath here. But um, that took like four hundred hours in the main series, so it was but nice to be able to go through it and like complete the game in like under fifty hours. It's just fun. Yeah. Um, and now I played it with the Pokeball controller because that was also yes, fun. I have that too. I thought that was a blast. I got it, and then the very next day, uh, we went out to dinner, and I came back, and my dog had chewed it up. <gasps> so it's, like, all shredded, and, like, the, the nub on the analog stick is missing, and it's just the raw plastic. And so I played the whole game that way, and I've got it, like, in my view right now. But I uh, I have really fond memories of playing the game one-handed while holding my son, who was, like, 11 months old or Aww. younger than that at the time with my other hand. That's so sweet. Mm. You couldn't. I don't know about y'all, but I I couldn't find them anywhere. Oh, really? <laughs> I couldn't find those pokeballs anywhere when it first came out. Oh yeah, I waited uh, a long time before I got it. We were on, I was I, yeah. I walked into a GameStop. And just same. It. Same. Dude, I we were on tour that at that point, and it was like literally every stop that if I could Uber to a GameStop or a Best Buy, I would go. Really? Or a Walmart or whatever. And they were just they were nowhere, and I wow. was like, this is. It's bullcrap. I walked into a GameStop and they're like, oh man, we just sold the last one like five minutes ago. And I was like, you know what? Screw you. You don't have to tell me that. <laughs> yeah, don't. That's so rude. <laughs> what the heck? White Horse Road had an in-stock launch day. I was just like, you got this? Yeah. Cool. I'm so happy, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> and you used it to catch them all, didn't you? I did. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I, 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 I really hope we get a remake of something. I would love a diamond and pearl remake. Um, I mean, in a perfect world, we just get an open world Pokemon game. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Nintendo doesn't love it that much. Yeah. Braylon, what's your favorite favorites Pokemon? Just your top, whatever top three, top four, whatever Pokemon or games. Pokemon, just Pokemon. Pokemon. Pokemans. Pokemans. My all-time favorite is Umbreon. Bonus points for shiny Umbreon. Um, nice. My second favorite is Suicune. Definitely the best. Of course, I love Jigglypuff, too. How can you not love Jigglypuff? And then my, I'm just obsessed with the evolutions. I love them all. But Umbreon, since I was a child, Umbreon was always my favorite card. Is it, is it frustrating? For you sometimes to try and get an Umbreon in the game? Oh, always. And I actually hate playing with them in the game because I don't like playing or they're dark, right? I don't like playing with they're either dark. Yeah, it's dark. Yes. Yeah, I don't like it. It's I it's not a Pokemon type I like to play with, so I'm always just like, mm, I guess I'll have a Jolteon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a Vaporeon and Espeon guy for the EV Lucians. Yeah, Normally. my fiance loves Espeon too. Because I would, I rather, I always have a couple psychic usually. Psychic um, is OP sometimes. Yeah, no, that's why I have them. But the thing with psychic is they can always, like, random psychic Pokemon can always learn, like, r- weird moves. Yeah. So I love having psychic Pokemon that have, like, 
an ice move and a fire punch of some sort or just like random stuff like that so I can just like wreck people. But um, I always start with the fire starter and then you usually get Eevee pretty soon in the game. So I always get a uh, Vaporeon. So oh, yeah, it, that's smart. It just like became my favorite because I would have the fire starter and then my first water Pokemon that was actually worth a crap would be Vaporeon. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good setup. What about you, Jason? Uh, favorite evolution. Um, actually, probably either Jolteon or Gen 6's Sylph- uh, Sylveon? Sylveon? Uh, yeah. Sylveon's great, too. So cute. Yeah. Um, those are my jam. I, I don't remember how you evolved to Sylveon. I know Umbreon's night and Espeon's, like, in the morning. You level them up, but I don't remember yeah. the fairy type. I will find. I will find out through the use of... The internets. Nope, magic. Um, but man, yeah, I. So it sounds like, uh, Braylon, it sounds like you like Gen 2 as well, or at least all your favorite Pokemon are from it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is funny because I don't think I played that game. What, what game is, what game is Gen 2? Gold and Silver. Yeah, the first game that I played as a kid was Sapphire. Oh, man. I know. Gold and Silver and more, actually. Heart Gold and Soul Silver on the DS are amazing even today. Yes. I should go buy them. Uh, uh, look up the price on eBay before you say that. Oh no, okay, I won't. <laughs> they were they were like scratching a hundred dollars for a while there. Ooh, maybe I'll check they, my they local shop. They've literally like I remember I worked at GameStop well, maybe five, six years ago, and I remember Having pre-owned ones of like a, we had like one heart gold pre-owned and it was like eighty dollars pre-owned. It was ridiculous, and that one had the Poke Walker, the little pedometer, which was so fun. I always uh, love those things too. I I proudly walked around uh, college with that. <laughs> so Sylveon, uh, you get Sylveon by leveling it, leveling up Eevee once it's reached one hundred and sixty happiness. Ah. Because we all know cute. when it has 160 happiness. How are you supposed to know that? Oh, you just know because you have that connection with it, you know? So in in the Let's Go games, I did farm Eevees and did get a shiny Eevee. I'm really curious what I did with that now. I farmed there's... the crap out of the Eevees in the Let's Go games because they had that trade thing. And everybody wanted an Eevee. So you could put down... Basically, you would uh, go to the trade, whatever it was called, and you would put up a Pokemon, and you would say like, "What Pokemon? What Pokemon do you want back?" Or a certain type of Pokemon, or or rarity, or whatever. Like, you want a legendary, whatever, whatever. So, and then people would just offer you things constantly. And Eevees were this. not the easiest. Eevees were not the easiest to catch unless uh, you got the EV version. Obviously, you started out with one, but. They were like it was like a five percenter in whatever grassy area it was, so I would, would just get like I got like eight or nine EVs to start the game out with, like just grinding to get them, and then I'd go to the trade center and just like clean house because everybody would want an EV. I huh. wanted to get whatever I wanted. It was it was a good time. It was a great time. I don't remember that. I just remember like going back and forth up and down Cycling Road, um, flying on my Charizard, <laughs> waiting for a shiny to pop up. It was time. I, I would, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I assume a new Pokemon game is coming this year. I just don't know what it would, what it would be. 
This is like one of the the one times I don't know what it would be. What but. do you want it to be like? Like realistically, if you could have anything in the world, realistically, I think it would be a let's go gold and silver. Well, it wouldn't be that. It would be let's go like whatever those starters are. Yeah, Chikorita. <laughs> Chikorita. Which one gets left off? Is it Cyndaquil or Totodile? Probably Totodile. I think to- yeah, Totodile gets left off. I think people. <laughs> Maybe they'll make three. Who knows? That's true. I mean, they do love making their money off those. They always do the one and then the two and then the bundle. So it, I wouldn't put it past them. I would think realistically that's probably what it would be. But I, my hope would be uh, a core RPG remake. Like I don't think it would. I don't think it's realistic to have a whole new gen. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. I I I'm on the camp that wants a second developer besides Game Freak working on it. Sure. I, I would love to be honest. A brand new game that's not a new gen. Like every time a, a new yeah. core game comes, it's like, well, we have to have new Pokemon. I I think we have plenty of Pokemon. Just make a brand new game and make the freaking the three starters you know whatever like you can have a charmander or like you have like a gen one starter and then you have like a gen four starter or whatever like you can make it weird did you ever play black two and white two yes okay what did you think the of only one i, I didn't those. hate them the only ones i the only one uh that i didn't finish is uh the ones that didn't have the gems uh sun and moon Sun and Moon. Those I, I played about half one. of it. Yeah, but I didn't. It's the only, it's the only core Pokemon game I haven't finished. That one's the same as the Let's Go. It's just like without the gems, it just feels wrong. <laughs> it's like lost the essence of the game. It doesn't feel right. It was fun, but it wasn't like like I really I I like the collecting the badges and yeah. I felt like that game held my hand all the way through the credits. Oh my gosh! Like, it was like made for five year olds. Yeah, that was my problem it with it. Was it's like, like, hey, you should go here, but just in case, I'm going to mark it on your map and I'm going to block off every other direction for me to walk. Yes, I thought that was so obnoxious. It got really great scores. People loved it. It was weird. But The Pokemon were awesome that it had all the Alolan. That, that was really cool. Oh, my gosh. I love the Alolan Pokemon. Yes, yes, that was a fantastic idea. Yes, it was really, really awesome. Alolan Ninetales is my life. Yes. Alolan <laughs> Ponyta. Oh. So Basically, my little pony. The Grimer. Um, the Alolan Grimer and Muck. What game was it? Was it Sword and Shield that had Alolan? Or was it the the one? That had Galarian. Um, Galarian. Yeah, they had regional variants. The, let, the Let's remember. Go game had Alolan Pokemon. Because I had that. That's I had a uh, Alolan Vulpix and Nine Tails and Let's Go. I think I think that's the game. One game besides Sun and Moon had them, or maybe you could transfer them or something like you that. You could transfer some. I don't. I maybe don't remember. I did Pokemon Go to the game or something like that. They definitely had that because I remember uh, having to trade for that uh, little one that was like a little uh, bolt or a little. Uh, I forget what his name. Now that Little now that I think dude. about it, now that I think about it, my dream would be a Pokemon Stadium at the end of the year. 
Like let's let's go. Let's have a on, like an online freaking multiplayer Pokemon game that and just go all out. That's what I would be down for. I that could be cool. Awesome, yeah. I um Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to end it. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't really have much important to add to it. I was just going to say, uh, I, I don't know if you played um, the Xenoblade games, but that, um, like, Monolith Soft did that, and they did, like, the helps with the world for Breath of the Wild and stuff. That game had the feeling of, like, exploration yeah. and having these big, wide-open fields of what I want out of Pokemon. Yeah. I Did you enjoy the, like, raid and open, like, multiplayer type stuff in sword and shield at all i did not it was way too slow and um it not a fan all, of it it felt like it, it was, was very glitchy it was very yes slow. and if you try and do it with the cpu they are stupid <laughs> yes but they got like the core deep gameplay that i think is what i want hopefully somebody in pokemon to be which was like the raids were fine it's not easy to play multiplayer on that game. It's not easy to actually get your friend in there and no. actually go around and do stuff. But maybe that was like a, maybe they were testing something out. I don't know, but who knows? But we're going to end this thing out. Um, any final thoughts, Jason, I'll start with you. Any final thoughts on, on anything? If want? there's a new Pokemon game this year, I want it to be a PS5 exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> it, that now that'd be a plot twist right there. That would be, be a plot twist. Um, Braylon, any final thoughts before we end this out? Um, I'm just really excited to try out Pokemon Snap for the first time in a beautiful game setting. So, what a time to be alive! Yeah. we need to uh, we need to hop in like Discord chat when Pokemon Snap comes out, so we can all be like, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" <laughs> Definitely. <Together. laughs> um. All right, well, that thing's going to do it for us here again. We want to thank you all for listening. New episodes of this podcast are every single Friday. So download it on your favorite streaming service, or you can find us on YouTube as well. Um, if you're listening to us on Apple and you could raise five stars, that helps us out greatly. If not, you can just share us and tag us so we can, uh, so we can repost all your, your stuff. If you have any comments or topics that you would like, for us to talk about on the show or to get your question on the show, you can follow us at Log On Games on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and soon TikTok. Very mm-hmm. soon. Uh, so just yeah, get your questions in and we will answer them on the show. We have some giveaways coming up as well that'll be on our social media channels. So make sure you're following so you don't miss out on all that good stuff. Um, that's going to do it here for us. We want to thank you all again. And we will see you all again. Later. Later.